Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So did you see what happened? Outside? What happened outside? Apparently, somebody was making a U-turn on the parking ramp and completely took out the brick wall by the trash dumpster. I swear the people who live in this building are idiots. <laughs> now, now all you can see is everybody's leftover garbage that from moving in or out that's sitting there waiting to leave. Yeah, that's spectacular. I mean, let's talk about this wall. It's a giant cinder block wall covered in a giant freaking hedge and some moron hit this wall bunch of ivy and and here's the thing they hit the wall pretty hard to the point where they knocked it over but yet apparently no damage to their car crazy they're lucky they're they're lucky someone didn't come down that ramp and hit them while they were stopped there i think that would have been funny they're the idiots who pulled a u-turn on a freaking ramp (laughs) it's you know tell us how you really feel about that you've you've called them an idiot twice that's kind of funny i wanted to introduce our guest today her name is jasmine shojai and she's an internationally published model and emerging actress. Maxim USA called this German and Persian beauty a true international smoke show. And that's quite a compliment. Jasmine's biggest achievement to date, according to her, is winning the national title of Australia's top glamour model of 2017 and 2018. And I'd say that's a huge deal. She's been featured in countless magazines and TV shows, most notably her recent cover for Playboy Croatia, which earned her the award Playmate of the Month. She's appeared in the Playboy magazine franchise six times and counting. In Australia, where she's from, she's been a guest star on Channel 10's Sunday Project, and you may recognize her from Naked News in Canada. Jasmine has recently played roles in the U.S. film The Alliance, and an Australian miniseries called At the Phoenix. Both are set to premiere later this year. So welcome to the show, Jasmine. Hello. Welcome. It's a pleasure having you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to lately and specifically, you know, any new projects you have going on? Yeah, I've been up to so much. I was just saying to a lot of my yeah, friends and, and colleagues that, that there has barely been a time where I've just had a break called like, you know, just a, a time where I'm not really doing anything. Um, but yeah, I've been up to a lot of work um, as in photo shoots and, and, and so on. I've been at drama school as well part-time because um, I really want to become the best actress I can possibly be and, you know, be in depth about the whole industry and the, and the art that way. And yeah, as of recent, the most, probably the most creative shoot I've done was my beauty editorial shoot or otherwise named with Jasmine Shogai. And that's basically, um, as I just said, a beauty editorial style of photo shoot. And it features three like dominant makeup looks. And 
it's there's about I haven't released the photos yet only because we recently the whole team and I recently got published in an online beauty and fashion magazine. Um, I believe it was called Picked On Mag or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, they're on. Um, I put it up on Instagram. I've tagged the magazine and um, the whole team involved, and it was just a really fun project. Everybody was like just so amazing to work with. And I worked with a videographer before as well, so I knew that it was going to be something really amazing. So the video, which is about two minutes long or three minutes long, is um, on my Instagram TV. And yeah, it just pretty much films the whole thing. There's an interview of me as well on there, and I'm pretty much talking about, yeah, makeup and how it inspires me and many of my other inspirations as well. So it's a really good interview, um, at least from all the feedback that I've received. <laughs> so it's definitely worth watching. And the photos are absolutely amazing. So occasionally I've been sharing them in my story and so on. Until the until late July, I'll be doing that. But then, yeah, until then I'll release, till that date, I'll be doing sneak peeks. And then after that, I'll release the whole set. So there's like about 13 different like beauty editorial style photos. Yeah, with three different looks. The makeup artist Donya Stone was absolutely such an amazing and down to earth person to work with. And she's super talented as well. It's definitely something, yes, one of my most creative photo shoots as of late. And it was just, yeah, it was just an amazing project. In fact, the whole mood board or the whole inspiration um, came from today's, you know, makeup industry. And the photographer and I were looking at Kim Kardashian beauty photos of course those are for her makeup line but we really felt that that sort of look or that sort of yeah vibe was really was really nice so that's the kind of vibe we didn't exactly copy but gained some inspiration from so that was really good and um yeah I guess it's hard to exactly explain what happened in, in terms of how phenomenal it was but it was just an amazing day and I really enjoyed the whole thing that's really cool what really made you get into the modeling business it was something I always wanted to do like since I was a little girl and I was just saying this to someone the other day how about how shy I was growing up and specifically when I was a child and I guess it was modeling and acting and all you know anything related to that was something I just really admired like I'd go on tv and I look at these people um, whoever they may be and and I'd say, wow, these people are amazing. They must be super talented. Of course, when you're younger, you don't realize all the work and perhaps even the struggles that goes behind the scenes. And now doing it, I, I can entirely understand and see and see why. And I can understand sometimes why people might have a break or they may even quit altogether. But yeah, obviously, since I was a child, it was just a huge inspiration for me. And it just continued to be even in the back of my mind. And it wasn't until I was 21. So that was like, yeah, three and a half years ago that I decided to just take on modeling and you know, break the ice. I just felt, well, I'm just going to do it. And there was a particular push, I guess you could say, I don't want to say reason, because obviously, I always loved modeling. And I always loved acting as well, in a sense. But I guess it was a particular push that happened prior to me being, you know, prior to that, that obviously resulted in me going ahead and just giving it a go. And that was, I had a incident, or I should say, year of domestic violence with my ex-partner. And, you know, in a way, luckily for me, I got the support that I needed, especially from the justice system. So, you know, I escaped that relationship. I got protection 
and it was just it was just a really hard time in my life and it still affects me a little bit from time to time as it would to many people who have experienced bad things like that. But one of the biggest things I kind of learned was that I guess you shouldn't really waste time and you shouldn't really not do the things that you don't want to do. One of those things was modeling and I, I did it and well, three and a half years has passed and I've looked back and I think, well, if I actually hadn't have just made that decision, I don't think I'd be where I am now. At the same time, I sometimes wonder, would I have pushed so hard to become a model and do everything that I, that I really want to do if I hadn't have gone through that terrible experience? But yeah, I guess ultimately I, I just ended up doing what I really loved most. Well, you know, it, they say that traumatic experiences like that really push people or they completely destroy people. So I guess in, in in one way, it says a lot about your your character and your strength that it pushed you rather than t- completely tearing you down. Yeah, well, like I said, I think in a lot of ways I had good support around me. The women's domestic crisis line or something like that, they were some people who, even though they didn't say a lot in terms of at least you know, going to modeling or something like that. They said that you have a standard, you have a, and everyone's standard is different, which is fair enough, but you have a standard. You shouldn't let anyone, to me, I interpret it as anything as well. But basically they said, if someone doesn't meet that standard, you shouldn't have to lower it, lower it just for them. And I feel that's the same in terms of anything. So if, you know what I mean? If someone says like, oh, you know, maybe you shouldn't do modeling or you shouldn't do this, you know, just for not a protective reason, but just for any other random reason, then you shouldn't have to lower your standards and listen to that. You should stay at your standards and do everything that you really want to do, everything that's important to you. Yeah, I always say I have four children ranging in age from 27 to 15 years old. And I've taught all four of them the same thing, that the only time you're going to regret things in life is when you let other people discourage you from doing the things that you want to do. And I think it's important that people, you know, you you have a dream that you want to chase, go for it. It's your life to live and you get to make it uh, whatever you want. But you know, you you said something when you were talking about acting and in your impressions of that. I wanted to say, I wanted to ask you actually, people have this impression that like, okay, you know, so-and-so on this TV show makes so much money and really how hard do they work? You know, they, they only work a yeah. few a week, but tell us what, what it's like and the long hours that you have to put in and how difficult it is to put together a movie or a TV show. Well, in a sense, and I don't want to say this in a, like it is obviously, you know, being on set is longer for the people, for the crew usually. For example, I'll get my experience from the miniseries because that's where I also did my first main role. So I was a main character. I had to be there the entire time that the timesheet said I had to be there, even if I wasn't on set. And obviously, especially with making any sort of film, just because it says on the timesheet that a certain scene will take 30 minutes, it may take longer. And there's many reasons for that. The main reason, again, from what I experienced was because they had to do the shot a few more times and they really wanted to get it perfect, perfect, which is fair enough because everyone's there putting their time in. You don't want to produce something and it turns out so crap on the screen, you know. So it makes sense to make sure that each 
shot that they get is exactly what they need. So hence why sometimes things can go over time. In fact, the whole three days that I, requ- I was required on set, we did go over time by around one hour by, on average. And with it being a miniseries, of course, I can imagine if it was a film or something else, there probably would be more hours put into it and perhaps you obviously would be required more hours and more days on set. So there was about three days of filming, or technically more. There was about a week of filming, and um, I was required only for three days. I think at one stage they said I might have been needed for four, but they were still adjusting the script, and then they ultimately said, no, three days is fine. So I said, okay. And, yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me either way. I I really wanted to be part of the project. It was really funny. They came to me and said, we really would were hoping you would play Amelia. And I think they felt that, that I would be the right person for that character. Um, and that often happens in the TV and film industry. I can definitely see why, because Amelia was meant to be this, <laughs> was meant to be this very um, attractive and girly character. Of course, she was also this very mean girl as well. <laughs> Not to say that I'm definitely that sort of person, but I could definitely see why they felt that I was perfect for the role. I mean, I even, as I was reading the script and playing her, I could even see myself easily portraying her anyway it was really interesting but everyone was were like everybody was just so friendly and very professional to work with and yeah you had a short lunch break and it was just yeah it was just a really good environment so I guess whether or not I had to wait I think there was one day I had to wait six hours before I actually was on so I was just sitting there doing nothing effectively but you know just being able to watch everybody and um, work was still really good for me because it was just a really cool environment and at the same time I reckon I was learning as well learning about how everything works and familiarizing with the whole atmosphere because I think you have to do that as an actor or model or anything you don't want to be you don't want to feel like an alien um, all the time you you definitely want to get used to how things work and I think yeah I think with anything doesn't matter if it's this or something else you're always learning things when you're on set do you travel a lot? I do. Funny enough, most of the work I get, or at least the very big projects, are three hours away from me in Sydney. So I often travel to Sydney, which makes sense. There's a lot going on there. I mean, there's a lot going on in several other cities of Sydney of Australia, but Sydney is definitely one of them. So I do travel a lot, and I really love traveling. In fact, I wish I could travel more often to the US and Canada, but obviously you know, there's a difference between traveling state and traveling internationally. But I guess that's a goal that I'm always working on, always trying to broaden myself and travel as much as I can overseas. Yeah. Traveling can be fun, but it can be very tiresome as well, especially <laughs> especially right. with the length of the flight just from, say, Los Angeles to, to Sydney, perhaps. It's a long... Mm. Well, definitely. It's 14 hours, I believe, from what I remember last time. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy to be cooped up in a little tube flying through the air for all that time and <laughs> you have zero place to go but where you're at. <laughs> it, it, I've yeah, yeah. traveled far. Like, I, I mean, I've traveled, I think the longest flight I ever took was 12 hours and that was long enough for me. <laughs> I actually, we're, we're potentially sometime next year, we're supposed to travel to Melbourne for my oldest daughter is getting married. So we're supposed to travel there for the wedding. And uh, I'm not really looking forward to the long flight. I'm looking forward to being in Australia and experiencing that. And we, you know, Tori and I have already talked about how we want to plan some extra time to be able to, to see some things while we're there because it seems kind of 
I don't know, sort of foolish to go there and go there for the wedding and then come home, you know? And avoid all the giant spiders. (laughs) (laughs) She's always talking about big spiders and whatever. And Tori is from Canada, by the way. She, She was born and raised in Canada. So it's interesting to me. There's so many... You know, we're, we're literally across the border from one another and there's so many similarities yet so many differences. Mm. What's something that during your travels that you've experienced that took you by surprise? It wasn't exactly what you expected when you went there. Like in terms of any place that I've been? Yeah. Okay. I found Canada. I mean, I did go to Toronto, so I didn't visit much more than just that very influenced by like France in some ways I I mean even like when you went to the airport the translation was in French I mean I guess I could have guessed that but I wasn't thinking about it at the time and apparently at least from what I've heard from my other friends a lot of people not everybody can in Canada can also speak French I'm half German and I know that my mom at one stage lived on the um, on the border of Germany between France and yeah and Germany so she even said like on the border itself like you know there would be a bit of French influence and what have you so yeah I was just really amazed in a way about that that influence I didn't think that I mean I I guess I didn't know because I'd never been there before so I guess that's why it would have been a surprise but yeah I found that really cool I think anything that I mean I love multicultural things in general I think it's really cool when you know you go somewhere and it's influenced by many different things rather than just yeah (laughs) but I think most of the time the whole world is almost like that of course there's probably certain places in the world where it's not so much like that anyway yeah I in general I really like multiculturalism what's interesting in Canada is there's actually two national languages so like street signs and everything have to be in both English and French across the entire country oh wow (laughs) well that explains it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have to say, when the very first time I went to Canada, I knew about the French influence. And it's mostly, correct me if I'm wrong, Tori, but it's mostly on the east coast of eastern side of Canada. Yeah, th- that's why it would be more heavy in Toronto than the places in Canada you visited. But yeah. But what surprised me, like really surprised me, was how everything, the, the prepackaged goods, the signs in like Subway even, uh, were in English and in French. I've been in Southern California most of my life and we have a very heavy Hispanic influence. Despite that, the packaging is in English. The, you know, most of the signs are in English unless you're in a predominantly Hispanic area. And so it took me by surprise that there was so many requirements about, you know, having to have French on pretty much everything. So. I'd have to, it's interesting that you'd bring that up because I'd have to agree with you. That was the thing I think that shocked me the most was that. It was just like, wow, where is this from? (laughs) It's kind of weird, but you get used to it. And then I move here and it's weird that everything's not in French. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's just different. And it's funny because you you have to fight the urge. Like one of the things when Victoria and I first started dating, I mean, we, we actually met online and dated long distance for, gosh, how long? a year and a half. And in the beginning, we would get into disagreements because uh, we would talk about something and she'd say, that's illegal. You can't do that. And I'd say, no, it's not illegal. (laughs) And you come to find out that, yeah, it's illegal there, but it's not illegal here. And then vice versa, we run into things that you know, you're not supposed to do here that you can do there. And it took, it didn't take us too long to realize that we need to ask the question, is that a, is that a Canadian thing? And uh, <laughs> then we would laugh about it. So it's kind of interesting. So what do you think is the most interesting place you've ever visited? I think Vegas so far. But in saying that, when we went last year, 
my boyfriend accompanied me on the trip and it was just so amazing. We're very lucky that a lot of money was put into the trip. A lot of money was sponsored into the trip. A lot of it came from us as well, of course. So we were staying somewhere very nice. Um, we had this amazing room. Everything was just amazing. Like, And because everything was open all the time and busy, yeah, it was just a really cool environment in a sense, as much as it sounds a bit funny because a lot of people are the opposite. They like more peaceful environments. But I guess, yeah, for us, and he's only like a year older than me. So it, being in our early 20s was just so much fun. I just had such an amazing time. And I, I did a photo shoot up there that pretty much went for the whole day. And the person who I was working with was, a, I think, back in the 80s. He was So he was a former Playboy staff photographer, so for the original Playboy. And, I mean, his work is so on high standards. So I, I, of course, I wanted to work with him while I was there. And it was just so amazing. I can't really, that, that would be the one word that just described the whole experience. And don't get me wrong, the other places were really cool too. But I guess if I had to pick one specific location, it would have to be that. We're going there as well during my upcoming tour, at least for one day. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm definitely, I definitely know I'm not going to have a boring time. <laughs> <laughs> We've <laughs> spent our own time in Vegas a couple times. I enjoy it, but it's the kind of thing that like one of our friends who lived in Vegas would tell us that what he liked about it was lack of traffic. I mean, he came from Los Angeles where the traffic is ridiculous. And he would say, oh, the traffic is really you know non-existent when you stay away from the strip, of course. And, but he really liked the five-star restaurants, the international entertainment. And when you think about it, it it's, it's true. I mean, now, now you know, they've even got a hockey team there. They're going to have a football team there. So there's sports, there's entertainment, there's eating. It's crazy how you, they took at one, a whole bunch of everything and just wrapped it up in one place. And then the lights... It's it's difficult not to get caught up in when you when it's nighttime there and there's all the bright lights and the different hotels have different looks and they have a different theme. It's it's actually pretty. It is a pretty amazing place. I, I I'd have to agree with you on that. If I remember correctly, you said you've been modeling since uh, you were 21, so about three mm -hmm. and a half years now. Who, was there someone who was influential in helping you get started? I think in terms of helping me get started as a support influence, it was. Definitely, again, my boyfriend, and he—he's been there during the entire, you know, the entire like journey. In fact, sometimes he likes to say that perhaps if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't—I <laughs> wouldn't be maybe as far as I am now. And in the sense, he's driven me to places. He's helped me with bookings. He's helped me. He just helped—he helped me even financially in terms of maybe getting like a wardrobe started for some of my shoots because some shoots you go to at least here it's not all it's not that everything is always provided so having your own especially as a girl model having your own sets of lingerie and your own shoes and so on so he's definitely helped me in so many ways it's um I, I keep getting told that I'm very lucky to have him and it's it's really it's sometimes really hard having being in a relationship in general when you're in this industry I was just Again, I, I was speaking about this to someone recently as well. <laughs> they were, I was saying, you know, they're also in the industry, so they understood what I was, where I was coming from. And I was saying sometimes it's very hard to be in a relationship when you're in this industry because, and it's not to say that we have conflicts because, you know, he doesn't feel confident or I don't feel confident or something like that. But you'd be amazed by how many people, they may not intentionally want to break you up, but a lot of people try to stir things 
when you're in that limelight or when you're in that position or when you're in the industry and it's it's obviously very annoying but you know we've stayed together now yeah pretty much since I've started modeling and we're still going strong and I wouldn't want to change that at all to be honest at least yeah not deliberately or anything like that I think I'm very like I'm a very easygoing person in the sense I think if it's meant to be it's meant to be but you know at the same time I can truly say he's been such a supportive person that's so nice to hear. I mean, you do read so much about people in the just in the acting world and how difficult it is for them to stay together. And then interestingly, what a lot of people try to do is they try to get together with somebody who's in that same industry. And that actually seems to make it worse. <laughs> I know, which is so funny because you think that you'd understand each other because you're both involved in the same thing. But I, I think it really comes down to the individual because, I mean, again, it's really complicated because people can not work out for numerous reasons. But if the if the reason was just pure disloyalty, then you'd have to question the person rather than what their what their occupation is. So yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Well, and I mean, it says something about about your boyfriend and and also about you and how you handle your relationship because it's one of the things that Tori and I always credit for the success of our relationship is. We don't, there's no judging of each other. And if we have, if we have a disagreement, there's no name calling, there's no belittling, there's no putting each other down. It's just the opposite and being supportive of each other's dreams and ideas. And it sounds like your boyfriend is definitely supportive of your career. And I, I mean, obviously, you, you know, that's really key to the success because sometimes men especially, uh, and it is yeah. kind of funny when I, to say this, but men especially get jealous of the woman's career. It's a, it's really funny. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. I mean, I won't lie. And this is me just being open, but I'm not ashamed of it. I think there's been times where I think I may have noticed there was, there's been a hint of jealousy, but in saying that it's not like he has not supported me or he's not, or he's gone in the way of me doing my career. If that was the case, then we probably wouldn't be together right now. <laughs> but I can definitely see that. I can definitely see a lot of people do often get influenced in a negative way by people and often that is their partner rather than anyone else, whether it's men or women. And it's it's really funny because I think everybody grows up in different environments and therefore you believe certain things based on that and other things as well. So sometimes like even just on pure beliefs, people may not exactly, you know what I mean, um, work out because somebody may want this sort of lifestyle because that's what they believe is right for them and somebody else might not agree with that. Like, for me, as, if, as long as I was happy and healthy, I would love to constantly keep traveling. And then for many other people, that may not be the same thing. So Yeah, it always, it's funny. In this show, it always comes, you know, our listeners know they've heard this before. It always comes back to my theory about people and putting them together. And it's not just about relationships, um, romantic relationships. It's any kind of relationship. I feel like people are almost like their own little chemical mixture. And really? by themselves, they're one way. And then when you put them together with somebody else, they act differently. And, you know, we've all, we all, we've all had friends who, if say, you know, we'll just call the person, you know, Johnny, if Johnny's present at a party with Robert, then suddenly Robert is funnier and more outgoing Then the next time there's a party and Johnny's not there, Robert's more reserved and quiet. And I think there's just something to be said about when you put two people together, they, they interact in like a, almost like a, um, chemical reaction. And 
Unfortunately, sometimes that's vol makes things volatile and negative, and other times it makes it you know harmonious and very positive. And it's just interesting to me because it never fails. You see, you can actually, if you start to pay attention, you can actually say to yourself, those two are never going to work out because they bring out the worst in each other. And the only way they ever last is by, by one or both of them just kind of ignoring the problems that they have. But having, you know, going back to being supportive, how do you balance having, you know, your boyfriend being supportive of you and what you're doing and then you in turn being supportive of him and what he's doing? How do you balance that? I'm not sure, to be honest. To be honest, it's been really hard. He does referee a sport called touch football whenever he has time. And Honestly, I will say that I've never been to any of these games because I've always had something on or I've always just had a shoot and therefore I feel really tired and therefore, you know, you want to relax. And, and it's really hard being in a model in the sense of, you know, you want to be busy, but at the same time, you have to look your best. So taking care of yourself is actually, I should say, more vital than what people think in the sense that you don't want to like have these dark under eyes growing because you haven't had any sleep. You don't want to be like malnutrition. You don't want to have terrible skin and all these other things that, again, Pete, not everybody would automatically think about. So for me in general, tossing up work and resting has always been something that I've had to somehow juggle. And therefore that has impacted my ability to, I suppose you could say, support my, my boyfriend, at least in the way that he supports me. So it's, it's there, I will admit there's a bit of an imbalance there. Again, not directly intentional, but mainly because I've just been really preoccupied and I'm honest enough to admit that. I think that you rather say it than, than say something else and, and, and be, I suppose, fake or something like that. But again, I think most people would understand me with what I'm saying. I think a lot of people, at least a lot of people I've heard, not that I'm directly associated with them, have, have just been non-supportive of their partners or their friends for the silliest of reasons. Like, oh, I don't like this sport, so therefore I'm not going to watch it. Or, you know, i rather go, or they've been doing other things, you know, just something a bit silly like that but I think often when work gets in the way of things it's a little bit of a different story yeah I think I think people sometimes are too short-sighted too about things like that life is a you know long you know hopefully a really long-term thing right and mm. you if he's the right person for you and you're the right person for him you're going to be together for a long time and so there's going to be time to balance that uh, that support out and I, I think it comes down to as long as the other person understands your reasons for like, like you know, you're saying, and, and I'm quite impressed by that, actually, that you're you're making sure you're taking the time to have the proper nutrition, getting enough rest, not burning the candle at both ends, because fortunately or unfortunately, your appearance is like your calling card. It's, you know, it's who you it, it's what's getting you work. And if you let that go, you know, then that affects your career. So as long as your partner understands that, then, and they're patient, well, it all comes back later. I mean, it, it's the same, you know, in any relationship. I mean, we've been together five years and there's times where she's supporting the dreams I have and I'm supporting the dreams she has. And sometimes it's, it's imbalanced. It's kind of like the only thing compared to is like when you go out with a group of friends, and it's the same four people every time. And so you always just split the bill. 
But yet one person one time might have something more expensive than somebody else. But in the long run, it all kind of balances out. I think that's what happens with support in relationships. I think if you're patient and you wait, you get that. Anyway, well, I've really, I've really had a good time talking to you. I really appreciate the insight that you've given us. It's, it's kind of intriguing to me, the, the industry that you're in. So why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Okay, so I'm, I like to be very spread out on social media and online. So for starters, my website is relaunching soon. We haven't got an exact date, but it will definitely be sometime before the end of 2019. So once that, re- that relaunches, it will be www.jasmineshojai.com. As for my social media, I'm always active on there. So in the meantime, a lot of my content, um, even my big creative projects posted yeah on my social media so on facebook and on instagram i'm under jasmine shojai model or twitter it's jasmine underscore shojai and for my youtube channel it's jasmine shojai model tv so yeah a lot of my things are going on there even the live broadcast that i do whether that's on facebook or whether that's on instagram i tend to like share I, I tend to cross over and share the videos from one end to the other. And if it's, yeah, and, and usually within a week or so, the same video, even though it's gone live, I usually take a recording of it and I post it on, on YouTube in case anyone else has missed out. So, yeah, I try to promote a lot on all of my social media. And yeah, as I said, my website will be launching soon. So that will be mainly for a lot of like, I suppose, more or less business inquiries and industry-related inquiries, although I will have my online store on there where people can get fan merchandise, whether that be posters or autographed magazines and so on. It will all be on there. And yeah, so I'm very excited to be heading to the United States and Canada soon. I've got about just over four weeks to go. I'm nervous and excited at the same time, (laughs) which kind of doesn't make sense. But yeah, I I know I'm going to have a good time. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's awesome. And I, I, for the listeners who were frantically trying to write everything down, all of that's going to be in our show notes. We transcribe those for you. So no need to write it all down. But it sounds like you're super busy. That's that's crazy. I mean, you've got a lot of things going on right now, which is great. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being here. No worries. Thank you so much. And with that, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.